My name is Georgiana. I am CEO and founder of Beagle Cat, and soon you will be listening to Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. In this podcast, I regularly talk to employer branding managers, talent acquisition managers, and human resources managers in tech companies in Germany, Romania, and the US. For more content on employer branding-related themes, go to employerbranding.tech or beaglecat.com. Stay tuned! Hi everyone, Georgiana here with a new episode of Employer Branding, the Inside podcast. As you all know so far, I only get the best speakers for this podcast and today is no exception. My guest today comes from Berlin, actually. He is an expert in diversity, people matters, talent acquisition. He's a public speaker also. Hi, Merchan. Nice to have you here today. I hope I pronounced your name correctly, first of all. And secondly, I'd like to, to ask you to introduce yourself. I know that you work for Blinkist, but tell us exactly what you do for Blinkist. Nice. You pronounced my name correctly, which is very rare. Uh, it's it's actually a Turkish name, uh, so it's it's not a common uh, language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to Berlin eight years ago. I moved to mm-hmm. Berlin for one reason. I was doing research on labor market discrimination, and I was specifically trying to understand why do we discriminate towards specific groups. Um, and then I ended up in the startup world. I worked in three mm-hmm. in total, including Blinkist, three different startups. But for the last three and a half years, I'm working at Blinkist. Uh, I started as a recruiter, and I was owning the employer branding function, uh, and then I moved away from that, and currently I am the head of culture and community. Uh, and m- my main objective or focus is to create an engaged um, employee base um, where people have a sense of belonging and they also perform. Uh, so that is mm-hmm. what I do um, in a very short summary. Yeah, it's it's actually a very very impressive track record that you have there, and I think you your expertise touches on on many areas that have things to do with employer branding, which is why I invited you to to talk to us on this podcast today. I'm wondering if we were to refer strictly to employer branding, how would you define it? You yourself personally. Um, I think employer branding. Maybe I can make an analogy. I think employer branding if. If a company is a house, I think employer branding is its garden and uh, windows. Um, and I think it is a very important area where you make an impression about the people who live in that house. Um, so to mm-hmm. me, employer branding is about how you as an organization are being known in, in the existing labor market. That is how I how I define it. I think that's that's really spot on. And um, and if you were to define it the way your company Blinkist does, the way that we would define it, Blinkist would be mostly maybe a little bit more performance driven, uh, and it would be considered as an acquisition channel on. How do mm-hmm. we get people to Blinkist? Blinkist is a very brand-focused company. Uh, so for us, paying attention and creating the realistic image of the company uh, is is very important in acquiring people uh, outside of Blinkist. 
I'm I'm just loving this discussion. It's it's so nice for me, you know, just to to make a brief uh, parenthesis to what we're discussing today. The weather is terrible in in Berlin, and I tend to be so depressed recently. But I'm I'm getting su such good info and such interesting insights from from oh, you today, you. and usually from my guests. And that's that's really giving me that good energy that I haven't had today. So thank you so yes. so much for that. Um, your company looks really nice from the outside, super nice. There's a very high ranking on mm -hmm. Kununu. You personally post a lot of interesting content and informative content on, on LinkedIn. And whenever I, I speak to people about Blinkist, I'm getting the sense that it's, it's a good company to work in. If you were to define the culture to which you contribute mm -hmm. day after day in two sentences, what would that be? Blinkist. First of all, I, I really appreciate the fact that you said that it's it's a very nice company. I agree. Are we perfect? No, we, we could definitely do so many things way yes. better. But the way that I always try to define the Blinkist culture in one sentence is this. It is a place where I can challenge a statement mm -hmm. that is made by our CEO in a public setting. Um, this is our culture and this involves mm -hmm. so many deep yeah. connotations it to me this means psychological safety to me this means respect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to me this means a value of taking risks a value of saying no um, and with the constant pursuit of having a learning a moment of learning because this is also what our product us um yeah so i think that is our culture we are very vulnerable we are very open um and there is no hesitation from uh, going away from uh hard conversations yeah which is no little yeah. thing especially in um, in germany yeah. if i can say yeah. well, maybe it's a, an uncomfortable uh, statement to make yeah. for some of my listeners but most companies are are not enjoying yeah. the same level of liberty that you were mentioning previously so that that's really good i find are there policies at blinkist that you have initiated personally um for for fostering a healthy company culture or are there things that you are super proud of and that you've seen work and give results on a day-to-day -day basis yeah so many um i have not I think using the word I would be an exaggeration because I obviously did with a quite a, a, a big team. Um, mm -hmm. I think there's so many, but maybe a couple of things that we did this year that is really sticking with me. Um, for example, we created two types of coaching this year. It created a coaching budget, um, which was the first group was very much dedicated to minorities at Blinkist. So why, mm -hmm. why did we come up with this was the fact that we do provide coaching budget for our leaders. Uh, and when we look at our leaders, we see that they're mostly white male cisgender. Um, so we realized that indirectly we were actually feeding them to have more access to, to, the, to the perks, uh, to this majority group. So we created minority coaching budget, which was dedicated only for minority groups. So they could also apply for a budget and they would be granted the same amount. So That's very bold. And, and with this, very what we wanted to do is we wanted to bring down the gap 
uh, of mm -hmm. access to information, knowledge, and um, skills by providing and taking an affirmative action. We also uh, observed an another coaching budget we created was for mothers. So throughout surveys, we observed the fact that we had um, a lot of mothers leaving Blinkist after coming back, um, and then they, mm -hmm. their satisfaction rates were also lower. So we actively now, what we do is we also provide them a coaching budget, and they get a coaching for re-onboarding to the organization. And in the same package, their leads also get a one session with an expert where they also get trained on how to re-onboard uh, parents, especially mothers who are coming back from their um, long leave. This was one of the initiatives. Another initiative that I did this year, which is the one that I'm very proud of, is uh, this year I coached my own leadership team, C-Level, uh, on uh, inclusion, diversity, and belonging. So we actually observed and analyzed what are the mm -hmm. biggest minority communities within Blinkist. And we had a mm -hmm. four-week-long cohort session with our leadership team where we used our own product to learn the experiences of these minorities and uh, had a facilitated session. In the pursuit of increasing the awareness uh, among our leadership team towards those communities and also coming up with like very tangible next actions to increase the sense of belonging for those communities. There are so many other things that I can list, uh, but these are the two that stuck with me the, the most for this year. And which are, um, are impressive in themselves, but also the fact that the leadership yeah. came to you and asked for this yeah. type of coaching. I think that they're setting an amazing example. So. Yeah. Yeah, again, kudos to Blinkist for that. Mm, Blinkist, which used to be, of course, very small, like yeah. every other big company nowadays, and grew so much. I'm wondering if, if in these three years, three and a half years that you've been with the company, have things changed? What has changed? What has remained mm. the same? What has changed for the better? What for the worse? I think the change has happened, uh, definitely. Um I think one of the things that I observed that has changed was um, we had a very harmony-driven culture. Uh, so we would not maybe have tough conversations because we were very people-centric. We are still people-centric, but now we're going into more performance-driven culture, which I actually personally appreciate a lot. Um, mm -hmm. That is one of the changes that we're having. Um, obviously, this is not for everyone. Uh, we also observed that throughout the, the last uh, three years. Um, I think one, one thing that has never changed, and it's still whenever we run our engagement surveys that are still in the core of the answers, is our focus on people. Um, I, I think mm -hmm. if you come today to the office and ask people what is the one thing that you value the most at Blinkist, people are going to tell you the people that we have at Blinkist. Um, yeah. I don't know how we did it and how we're doing it, but we really have very passionate, very driven, um, very humble, very vulnerable people in, in the organization. And that is one thing that we try to protect, protect the most. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's funny in a way that you mentioned this because someone was um, was asking me a few days ago if you were to list the main reasons why people come or yep. go in a company and she was mentioning 
um, team was the fourth, I think, or the fifth one. But first we had salary, career growth, and there was another one, a work-life balance, and then the team. And I said, you know what? I think we should all just leave the team aside from all these scenarios because always, absolutely always in every company, people are going to come, stay or leave because of the people. People is something that's, you know, it shouldn't be in these surveys. Something that... It it should be natural. And also here is why, because we don't realize it maybe that much but we spend most of our time especially if you're working in a corporate environment we spend most of Mm -hmm. our time with people uh from work Uh, it's like i i I see my colleagues more often than my partner my family uh, my my friends um Mm -hmm. and no matter how high is my salary no matter what are the options that i have if if the people and I are not aligning in our values or in our traditional, you know, um, ethics or, or, or in mm-hmm. terms of like cultural empathy, it, it is going to be very hard for people to uh, stay or, or keep me in the organization. Exactly. So I think for, for organizations that manage to tick this box of people, I think all the rest is very, yeah. very easy to and all English. the things are super easy to change as well like it's uh, it's yeah. um, because it's outside of people um but changing people changing values changing a mentality a mindset is mm-hmm. one of the slowest things that you can do um, in the world and the hardest yeah yeah indeed it's so ingrained into what the company yeah. is that's true um coming back to to blinkist Median tenure for for people in Blinkist is about one and eight months, if yeah. I read correctly on LinkedIn. Or it's actually LinkedIn. higher. It's a, we I did a research before this, and it's two point three. Uh huh. And so, so would you say that people only stay for the people? Why else? It's a long, long time, right, for Berlin. So yeah, long. so it's long, and not necessarily a good thing as well. You know, I I think it's always good hmm. to uh, have a refreshing. Uh, team base i think it could be very beneficial for companies as well we used to have even longer it was way way longer uh, and we have seen a decrease but still it's very high compared to other companies and i think there are a couple of things why people stay um, in my opinion the company's success is one of the ingredients um, another one is we really pay attention to well-being that is on top of our uh, priorities um, we have uh, well-being days where all, the whole company is uh, off. We have experiments like summer hours where we took three months and made Fridays a vacation day. We mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. our own canteen in the uh, office where we are basically offering free healthy vegan lunch uh, and we offer free access to therapy. Um, all these things are obviously making it a, a good place to work. Um, mm-hmm. And I think another thing that I, our people enjoy the most is our product. Uh, I think we really yeah. having an impact on the world that is that has a positive uh, outcome. Mm-hmm. We make learning accessible. We make uh, information mm-hmm. accessible, and I think that is a, that fun. and fun as yeah. well. And that is a good cause mm-hmm. to be to be part of. Yes, yes, indeed. If you were to to think of all the tech scene in Berlin, you've been here yeah. quite a while, so you know what I'm talking about, what do you feel is the one thing that's missing, but like strikingly missing from here? 
Mm, when it comes to company culture, I have yeah, to add that. That's a very good question. I have so many different answers, but one thing that stucks with me is um, I think we are still not in the age where we're honest about company cultures. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think yeah. it should be completely honest and okay to share how you work, how you live in that specific yeah. organization. Um, so, for example, if now I am doing an, a branding about an employer of Blinkist as like a fun, inclu inclusive, uh, a diverse workplace where you can take risks, where you are valued for the ideas that you bring, but when you come to the organization, you see that it's actually not inclusive, and then you see that it's very only performance-driven, people are not being valued, that creates a lot of clash and it creates a lot of tension. And I think a lot of companies fall into that trap to, to believe that if they perceived good, people are gonna come and stay, which is the biggest myth. It's not gonna happen because people yeah. really want to experience the things that they have been told that they're gonna be experiencing. Um, and I think that honesty is missing. I have seen so many companies sharing uh, throughout Black History Month, I don't know, stuff uh, uh, on the Pride Month, mm -hmm. another thing just to, you know, confirm or fit in to the current status quo, but not actually committing or really walking the talk. And I think that creates yeah. the biggest tension. I couldn't couldn't have said it better and I'm really happy that you you brought this into discussion because in the end I, I think Berlin sucks at employer branding. Yeah. Because in the end, employer branding is just this, showing your organization yeah. for what it really is and for, for who it really is, even if it's not yeah, perfect. Exactly. Just, you know? And, and yeah. I'm sure you're going to find right people if you're just honest uh, to yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We can, we can talk for hours yeah. about this and write articles. Long articles about yep. this topic. Um, we're approaching the end, so I have two more topics yes. to to dive into. You come from talent acquisition, yes. right? So you also know the struggles of recruiters when it comes to when it comes to acquiring mm -hmm. and retaining people, and what employer branding should be doing at at this stage. Where do you think employer branding and recruitment and culture management should meet? Because we were saying in reality, there's a clash between them. Where should they intersect in real life so that it's all successful in the end? That's a good question as well. And I think the I think they should all have a purpose, a very defined purpose, mm -hmm. and really located in where do they fit in the journey of acquiring um, a person and retaining that person mm -hmm. um, and they mm -hmm. should not tell different stories um, because the moment yeah. you start telling different stories you start losing losing people so i think um, aligning these three dimensions that you mentioned um, with the same goal and north star and saying that these three exist because of that thing that we want to achieve and how they can mm -hmm. support mm -hmm. each other, defining that is a, is a key. I often see a lot of um, companies having a mismatch and not alignment between these three. 
um, so they end up telling various mm -hmm. different stories, mm -hmm. which creates a lot of confusion yeah. for people, for candidates, uh, for people who are working in the organizations, and that is where they can meet. Um, I would not maybe recommend like having all of them in one team, um, but I think having a very cross collaboration between these three uh, teams or functions is very important. Yeah, and I think I think you mentioned something crucial, the that that northern star that all functions or departments should be yeah. following is basically well-aligned leadership yeah. or well-aligned business objectives, which so many times lack. Yeah. And this is why this is why I've seen at least in, in, in some of the companies that I've worked for and with, you get people from, from marketing attacking yeah. people in yes, HR and true. then people in employer branding being upset yeah. <laughs> with people in HR for not collaborating. And it's it's sad when you're where you're when you're in the middle of it, it's really sad and frustrating. Yeah. And yes, I think it all comes down to that one objective that everyone should yeah. know and follow. Is, that's stronger than personal beliefs and animosities. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And now the last question. Um, you have quite a few diversity and inclusion inclusion initiatives in place at Blinkist. Why are they so personal to you? Now I understand because you've told me your your personal context context as well from from eight years ago in the areas of, of study that you yeah. were into at, at the time. But again, why are they so important to you? Why did this area stick with you? And also, I think another question would be if you were ever able to measure the impact of these initiatives. Mm -hmm. And that would be it. Yeah. It's already a lot yeah. of content. There. Um, why it's important? Um, because I believe, I don't believe, research shows that today we still discriminate towards specific groups. Um, it's mm -hmm. Structurally, individually, um, and I think no one um, deserves to be expected to perform um, if they are not giving the platform to be who they want to be. So um, I, I think the reason that we're doing it first, number one, is because it's the right thing to do. Uh, and it's as, as an organization that holds a power, it is our responsibility to act on these promises, initiatives, to make the world and also the workplace a better place. Mm -hmm. Secondly, mm -hmm. we want a high-performing team. Uh, and we can't have a high-performing team if our team members do not feel belong to the organization, don't have a sense of belonging, that they don't feel included, because this is definitely going to demotivate them, which is going to have an impact mm -hmm. on their performance. Um, so as much as it is a societal responsibility, it's also a very business-focused uh, decision. Mm -hmm. And how do we measure it? We do run a yearly, we do yearly run uh, inclusion, diversity, and belonging surveys, where we measure mm -hmm. uh, data. We also, in our engagement survey, have specific questions that are very much focusing on these topics, and that's how we measure uh, measure the impact of these initiatives. Mm -hmm. And that's how I, I believe you get buy-in yeah, from, from exactly. the leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. 
this has been very very informative and a lot of fun and i'm happy i, I got to yes. talk to you in person in person well in a video conference and um i wish you Thank good you luck and continue being there because you really have a strong voice and i think you have the voice for the people who don't really have a voice and i think that's that's the best yeah. thank you very much for having me